Aloha, my name is Chris Morales. I'm one of the pastors here at New Wine Baptist Church. And if you're listening in, this is Family Talk. It's a podcast. Family Talk is a compilation of membership memoirs of New Wine Baptist Church. We're sharing testimonies for the glory of God, life lessons, stories, and gems for the next generation. Today, I'm sitting here with Diane Hom. Yes, and I'm happy to be here uh, sitting with her. Uh, how's your day going so far? Very well. Thank you. Very well. What did you do so far? Uh, took my husband to golf, shopped, walked, got my hair cut. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've been a busy girl all morning. Yeah. You went walking this morning, even with the rain? Oh, well, I walked at Sam's Club. Ah, you guys are clever like that. Yeah. Just, walk, just to walk at Sam's Club or shopping and walking? Oh, we, both. We always do both. So. Ah, multitask. Four, sorry, eight trips around Sam's in di- inside oh, okay. is the equivalent of two miles. Ah, so. and then in the afternoon, some days it's around the church. Yes, <laughs> especially <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic when things were really crazy. Mm-hmm. This was a safe place to walk. Yeah, I'm really fortunate we have a facility to do that. Yeah, we are. Yeah, and my son uh, come bringing down in the afternoon. He sees you guys down here walking, and so <laughs> he tries to keep up with you guys. <laughs> He does. And your dogs really love us. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are willing to put up with them. John calls them behemoth and Leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> you guys uh pick you guys had to take care of Pixie, yeah? When we did. they went on vacation. For two weeks. She was sort of mad at us for the first week. Uh huh. Then she realized the second week that we were the only game in town, so <laughs> she started being friendly to us. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I I am definitely a dog person. Yeah. Um Anyway, it's so, I am, really, I was telling you earlier, it's a privilege to be able to sit with you and to kind of even just connect for us personally on a better level. I know we see each other all the time at church, and over the years, you got to see me grow up, and so I think just to sit and have a quality conversation, uh, I know it's a treasure for me, and so I'm really praying that for those of us listening in, uh, as you get to sit in on this, it's a treasure for you. But we'll go ahead and get started, okay, and I'll just ask, fire some questions, and we'll talk story. Okay. So, how long have you been a Christian? 64 years. Oh, um, man. I became a Christian. Praise God. Uh, Mother's Day, 1956. Wow. Because it was Mother's Day, I can always remember easily. I was nine years old. And, and was that, so you heard the gospel Mother's Day? No, no. Well, I had been hearing it basically all my life. My grandmother used to take me to Sunday school and church, and then later my mother took all of us children to church. And I had been convicted for at least six months, maybe a year. Wow. Every time I heard the invitation, I really wanted to go forward. I wanted to tell people mm. that what was in my heart. Wow. But I was nine, and I was scared. <laughs> Yeah. And so one evening, um, we were we had church in a little a nursery, a floral nursery, because it was a church plant. Wow! And so um, I sat on a folding chair, right less about as far away from the pastor as I am from you right mm-hmm. now. And so um, when he had the altar call, I just had to take two steps. <laughs> <laughs> and that worked. I could get. I could manage two steps to get up to him to share that I wanted to be a Christian. Oh wow! Praise and, God. Uh, and that I, was that Mother's Day. 
That was on Mother's that Day. Was on that Mother's and Day. I remember my mom's friends telling her what a wonderful Mother's Day oh, gift she had. That's, and and you shared you said you were nine and you you heard the gospel call and you were feeling you were sensing that conviction already. I was for, for months. Right. Wow. But was just too timid, you know, to uh I mean, you know, you've heard of people with their getting white knuckled yes. hanging on to yeah. the pew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in metaphorically I was like that, although we didn't have any pews, but only folding chairs. Mm. So Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean I, I love that because I know we have children running around at our church and, and they're they're hearing the word, they're hearing the gospel and you know, a lot of times we don't we don't know what's going on in the heart of a child. Right. And it's very encouraging to hear that, you know, I mean, I was 12 when I responded to the gospel. And so to hear you at nine, um, that's something for us to keep praying for in mm-hmm. this generation mm-hmm. and to not think that they're too young to really weigh in these matters. And, you know, they, they couldn't put authentic faith in, faith in Christ because they're, they're so young. Mm-hmm. And so, wow. And so 64 years, you said? Journey, right. journey with the Lord. Nine plus sixty-four is seventy-three. You guys do the math. You guys do the math. <laughs> and so, so you heard. So, so what? Where is this? What? What church is this at? This was Hazelwood Baptist Church in Hazelwood, Missouri. Wow, which oh, Missouri. is the North County of St. Louis. And that's where you were born and raised. Well, I was born in the middle of the state in Eldon, which is the gateway to the Ozarks. <laughs> <laughs> but then grew up in St. Louis, and then my parents moved to uh, out to Hazelwood wow. to be close to where my dad worked. Okay, okay. So. And so you've been journeying with the Lord since then. And um, how did you get to Newtonu Baptist? Well, first I have to tell you how I got to Hawaii. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure, totally. Um, I went to Oklahoma Baptist University, and my room, my last year of school, my roommate and best friend, Suzanne Royer, married her college sweetheart, mm. and they got married right after we graduated, and he went right into the Navy because this was during Vietnam. Wow. And so um, he went to officer's training school, he put in his request, and he got Pearl Harbor. Wow. <laughs> which was a miracle. Wow. Uh, so while I was finishing graduate school at University of Oklahoma, Suzanne and Bob moved over here, mm-hmm. and she was going to Pearl Harbor Baptist Church, mm-hmm. and someone told her about HBA. So she started teaching at HBA, and then while, when I was finished with grad school, had my master's degree, and I had no idea where I was going to go yeah. and teach with my newly minted degree. Um, she wrote to me and said um, that uh, she really loved HBA and that there was a position for an English teacher. So I, I and she, and that Colonel Sagert was going to be doing um, a uh, fundraising tour through Oklahoma. Wow. And so I went up to the Mayfair Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. Mm. I saw the presentation on slides. You know, the <laughs> the overhead <laughs> the, slides? Not, oh, no. Well, I mean, they were up on the screen, but it, it was, was the old-fashioned click, click. Yes, you know, the, that, the rotation. Sorry, the rotation yeah. thing. And I saw these slides. I met Colonel Sagard. He interviewed me for the job uh, right there in the pastor's office. Wow. And then the next thing I know, I had an offer and a contract and i came over here in august of 1971 wow and taught one year with suzanne and then uh, her husband finished his military obligation and so i i just had fallen in love i mean i love i like hawaii love hawaii Mm -hmm. 
but I fell in love with HBA mm. because yeah. I realized, wow, <laughs> I've fallen into the honeypot. Wow. I've yeah. got it where my friends were talking about all the terrible conditions under which they were trying to teach. Mm. Um, here I was in a school where I could openly f share my faith, yes. where um, uh, the parents were supportive, where the mm. children were hardworking yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And, um, no, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, that's what I was doing. Wow. And then, uh, and you were teaching, teaching English, English. Okay. Yeah. And then in, uh, 1974, uh, -huh. uh John Hom came to teach science at the McKeeke Christian, but that's because that, HBA had, they had torn down the original building there by Central okay. Baptist Church and okay, to okay. build a condo. And with that, uh, money we were uh, building the new school mm -hmm. up at the where the present high school is wow. and uh but we had to go be nomads for a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> so we taught in uh the, at mapuna puna mm -hmm. in an insurance building and then we were at mckiki christian church um uh, educational building. So the school is just kind of functioning out of whatever facility they could. Right. We, I taught in four different venues in the first five years that I, I taught. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was great. It was, you know, for young people who yeah. didn't know. It's an adventure. It's an adventure. Yeah, right. We were right. not set in our ways. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, so you're anyway, teaching. And Bob, John, John came to teach. He teaching. was in the room right next door to me. Uh huh. But I had a senior homeroom and he had an eighth grade homeroom. So we were not on the same, you know, a plane uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> in terms of uh, activities and things. And so, um, so we pretty much just, and when we just knew where each other was there. Yeah. And, um, he said I was very snobbish. But oh, really? I'm sure I was kind. <laughs> I'm sure he's exaggerating. But anyway, uh, the second year, first year of the new, the new school on the poly, he and I, he he had gone up from his class had gone eighth up to ninth. Mm -hmm. My class had graduated. I went down to ninth grade homeroom. We were homeroom teachers, mm -hmm. and in those days there was no Christian activities director, so oh. the homeroom teachers had to play in camp. So he and I had to work together wow. because we had to plan ninth grade camp. And so it started there. It, <laughs> what, uh, for our listeners who don't know what it is, what our, is it? Our love. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, love it. <laughs> so we uh, started dating in February. We got engaged in March. And we got married here at New Uwanu Baptist Church wow. on the 26th of June of that same year. And we're, wow, Ma dating in February, <laughs> engaged in March, and then married, married in June. Married in June, all right? <laughs> but, well, John's explanation That is some relationship is, goals for you listeners right. out there. Who <laughs> John says, when it hits you, it hits you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no sense, you know. Well, and you guys have been married how long? It'll be 45 years Praise this the Lord. June. And that's how long Praise I've been a member of this Lord. church. Ah, oh, great. Because I wanted to ask. previous to that, I was a member at University Avenue Baptist oh, Church. Oh, okay, okay. But then, secretly, I always wanted to come to New Uwanu. <laughs> but there were... I was living in the same house with Darlene Kaneshiro, okay. Trish Simmons, uh -huh. Maureen King, oh. <laughs> uh, 
in two or three other uh-huh. new Wanu members. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I thought, you just had that natural I fellowship work with, with them these already. girls. Yeah. I live with these girls. I have to have something separate. So <laughs> oh, I, I see. deliberately, I see. <laughs> even though I really like New Wanu best, I, I deliberately went to to University Avenue. Uh, I had a good friend there too. Yeah, but, yeah. but then when I got married, I was like, oh, good. Now I'm going to be a member yeah, of New Wanu. Yeah, my husband's at New Wanu. Because so, he was already a member at that time. <laughs> he had been here since he was three years old. Oh, man. He, he's a product of our preschool. Well, yeah, I'm thoroughly looking forward to interviewing him as well. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So anyway, so that's why uh, we, we were... We, have been here all these years. So. Wow, praise the Lord. Okay, so that's how you got to Newton One Baptist Church. Right. Member for 45 years. So you got to see, and, and, and one of the reasons why I asked you to be a part of this as well is because you got to see a lot of the, the growth, the change, the growing pains, mm-hmm. the ups and downs, highs and lows of um, just, just being a part, a faithful member of a church. And so, um, but as kind of those, those stories and stuff come out, do you, get, do you have a, Perhaps a significant uh, memory verse, uh, favorite memory verse of yours? Well, That's God's given you uh, over these 60 plus years? <laughs> uh, Matthew six thirty three. Mm. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, mm, and God. all these things will be added unto you. And that's really been our, uh, for John and me, that is our special verse. Wow. And God affirms that many, many wow. times, sometimes on a daily basis, mm. sometimes on an hourly basis. Wow. Uh, but he, 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 he lets us know yeah. uh, that that's what our goal should be. Wow. You might be asking just to press into it a little bit more. How, how did that verse come about or just? <laughs> well, and I really, I'm, I'm hesitant to tell this because I don't want people to think that I have, I don't in any way believe in lucky numbers or mm. numerology yes. or yeah. anything yeah. like that yeah it's it's all sovereign god yeah <laughs> but john started noticing that many times when he would just happen to glance at the clock it would be six thirty-three in the morning or it would be six thirty-three in the evening wow and he said isn't that weird you know that i'm <laughs> just i just happen to look at the clock yeah and that's my favorite bible verse wow. and so then we started noise noticing how many times the number 63 showed up in our I mean par, 63 is part of our address just where we've been now mm. for 30 uh, about 35 years well wow. yeah, yeah about 30 and um, it's also it was by no just by happenstance by God uh, it was uh, both of our son's football number mm-hmm. it when my sister was here and married to a Navy officer and they lived on Fort Island, and I would go visit her. I'd look out, and there was the Mighty Mo. I'm from Missouri. Okay. There's, in that, the number of the Mighty Mo is 63. Wow. <laughs> and then we just started noticing, just sometimes we would make a decision about a purchase or something, uh-huh, and uh-huh. we'd look at the receipt, and the, the last <laughs> digits would be 63. 63. And we go, oh, okay, this is affirmation. And yeah. sometimes, one time I was just really, I, I'd shared my story about that. And I was driving home, and I said, Lord, I really don't want this to be a gimmick or something. Yes, yeah. And I said, I just hope I'm not 
leading people astray mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. business about the number 63. Mm. And the next two cars that came down New Uwanu Avenue, each of them had... Um, for their the numer- numeric part was zero sixty three zero sixty three. Okay, <laughs> I'll take that as affirmation. Wow, so, yeah, it, that's neat though, yeah. and, and I'm I'm definitely thankful that the content of Matthew six thirty three you take to heart, right? Oh yeah, it's, and, it's uh, the content. That's it's not right. The number. And and, right. and um, I mean, just to testify, I think you guys have embodied that and oh. still do. No. no, really. All these years, um, growing, even growing up at the church, not knowing you from a distance, but always seeing you guys always just all about the kingdom. I mean, whenever you go up to do announcements and you talk about missions and things like that, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's a chore or like you feel like you got to, yeah. you know, there is this seeking first mm-hmm. of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, just even, I love how you guys probably, you, you guys have played a, played a significant role at HBA. Mm. Um, sharing the faith there, and so, and then in the life of our church, so that uh, Matthew six thirty three noted. Thank you, thank you for. That. How about a favorite a favorite hymn? Okay, well, I have a story. I mean, for you that get serenaded. Too. That's why because uh, <laughs> <laughs> your husband's our worship leader. <laughs> I do enjoy right. listening to him practice. Yeah, me at too. Home. Me too. Uh, but um, when I first got here, I would I knew I was Christian, obviously, uh-huh. and I. I had gone to a Christian school, and but I felt like I was just kind of going through the motions. You know, I was doing the minimum okay. to say I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, at the 1973 or 4, <laughs> I can't remember, I think 73, um, uh, Christian Emphasis Week at mm. HBA. Yeah. Um, we had this uh, wonderful speaker, and um, now his name is going to elude me for just a second. That's fine. It'll come back to That's me. I should have written it down. But um, Chester Swore, mm. he was a very famous uh, dean of students from uh, a college in Mississippi. And he had quite a reputation as being a motivational, not a motivational, but just a, a good mm-hmm. speaker. Yes. No. And so, and he was an older man mm. and, you know, not the hip, you know, youth yeah. minister type. Right, right, right. Just right. a very, very humble man. My kind of man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so he came and he asked Mary Eleanor Kong, who was our music director at that mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. I mean teacher for the school mm-hmm. if he if she would teach the choir to sing um, what was then a new song and that was there's something about that name mm. Jesus mm, Jesus yes, Jesus yes. there's something about and uh, it had was the first time I'd ever heard that song and between um, Chester's uh, speaking and that song uh, the Lord really convicted me that I really needed to um, commit more deeply uh, to, you know, be a more active, um, to to be more active in in his kingdom rather Mm. than just more passive. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, so anyway, that, that really 
really changed my whole way of l looking at my teaching and, wow. and everything wow. about yeah. what really what was what was I there for, yeah. and uh, to to do more than just teach grammar and yes. literature, but yeah, you know. Amen. Yeah, so, that's a beautiful uh, hymn. It is. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. to this day, it's every time I hear it. Yes. I, yeah. I praise the Lord for music, you know, yeah. and just being a God who wants to inhabit our praise and and lets us sing because right. uh, it does it, it does ex it allows our souls to express itself in a way that just mere words can't do mm -hmm. and uh i pray that you know in the life of our church we'd never lose our song never lose that song right you know and um i mean yeah i, I think uh we can easily take that for granted mm -hmm. and so i love how that the hymn of the song you know and even just the name of christ uh just just hearing that again for you just causing you to to desire a more active membership a, a more desire to like not just go through mechanical i'm just going to do right. these things but really invest right. my heart and soul right into what i'm doing for the kingdom and right. that's that's really encouraging strengthening to hear <laughs> yeah yeah well i praise god for using dr swore and mm. mary eleanor and those kids uh because yeah. <laughs> they really uh it was a really defining moment for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Oh, heavy. Awesome. Um, yeah, a verse that came some, comes to mind is, uh, and a time is coming and now has come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And I found uh, just even being here at our church, like singing the hymns, singing songs that really exalt Christ, like not just feel-good songs, but real God-centered songs has mm -hmm. really helped me grow in spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm really encouraged to hear that from you. Uh, I'm sure you got a lot of memories on this. Pro I mean, even in this room, probably that we're sitting, it probably changed so many <laughs> yes, times. You're I used to like, teach children in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this room is kind of like a study now. Um, but I think uh, I was talking to Brother Morris the other day and he was telling me when it was departments and offices and then just nothing. Right. And right. all yeah. these small rooms over here uh -huh. were the individual classroom. This was the opening assembly room. Ah, and then uh, the breakouts the right whole, here. Yeah, and then you'd uh, have the yep. fifth graders, sixth graders, fourth graders, you know, wow. all break, broken yeah. out like yeah. that. And you were part of all that? I was. Yeah. That was my first um, responsibility to church. Once I joined, they asked me to be an elementary um, Sunday school teacher. Okay. And, um, okay. I yeah, I wanted to ask though, like share, share with us the ways in which you served at the church and participated. Okay. Just go ahead and list them off. <laughs> well, I first started out as a, a teacher and Carmen Tom was the, uh, the superintendent, not superintendent, of school, but the uh, department, the, that grade mm. level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, and, yep. Uh, and also Dolly Lau. I taught with her. Carmen Dolly. And then, yeah. uh, when I was, when I had just had Michael, and he was not even a month old, um, Pastor Sanders' wife, Doris, asked um, some ladies from the church to come over to their house in uh, Kailua, and she had Sue Nishikawa there. Mm. And Sue was explaining to us, when, and, and I had been a, a GA, okay. I, I knew that much. For and those my mother had been the WMU, the Girls Auxiliary. It's a missions yeah. organization for uh -huh. girls to teach them about missionaries mm -hmm. and how to support missions, mm -hmm. pray for missions. And, uh, but I hadn't, and my mom had been the WMU director at our church. 
Wow. But I hadn't thought about it in years, you wow, know. Yeah. And so, and I knew that a lot of the ladies here were very involved in Demi Mew. Mm. So we got, so we younger women uh, went to Doris's house and Sue explained to us about WMU being an umbrella. Uh-huh. And under that umbrella were all these different organizations, RAs for boys, GAs for girls, Mission Friends uh-huh. for the preschoolers. Act teens for the girls, challengers for the boys, and um, and then adults on mission or women on mission for the 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 older women, and so um, and then Doris said, "Now we really need a GA leader," and I thought, "Oh, I just love GA so much. I really wish that." Catherine could have that (laughs) and then I was thinking how can you say that you're the principal of the high school (laughs) and and middle school at those in those days you've got a brand new baby you've got a toddler Mm -hmm. and a kindergartner Mm -hmm. you can't do that and then it was like I I was watching myself and I was watching my hand going up (laughs) and there was part of me going Put your hand down. Put your hand down. And, but there it was. It was up in the air. And wow. so I started teaching GAs when uh, Catherine was, I guess, first grade. Wow. And um, then I started going to camps with her and things. And then all of a sudden, my older girls, uh-huh. who had been fifth or sixth graders, they and Kay Ageno was my assistant, those girls were getting to be teenage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who was going to take care of them mm-hmm. where, where were they going to go when they got out of elementary school and so um, I talked to Kay and said Kay said I'll keep the GAs you take the actines so I did <laughs> and then um, I 1989 Catherine was really only 10 she technically was not old enough to go to the Actines National Convention, okay. but Joyce Wong was the WNU director here. She said, Diane, I've got a girl dropped out. We've already fundraised to get her to the con- uh, over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, uh, and I know you're going to go and you're going to take your Actines, but if you want to, Catherine can go too. Mm. I went, oh, wonderful. Sweet. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Catherine and four other little girls from awesome. our church, awesome. Actines, went. That was 89, then uh, five years later, the next one came up, 94, and we had 12 girls Mm. from our church going, and we had the coronation and the crowning of their, Uh. in their princess steps and all of that, and then, uh, and we we fundraised to Uh get them over there, and then uh, after that one, someone asked me if I would be the state acting consultant and I said okay and then that entailed being the leader of the next uh, uh, national acting convention mm. NAC mm. 98 so I was in charge of that one wow. and then that that was what invo- got me involved in WMU at the state level uh, I see I and see. then from that I became a vice president in, in at large and then the next thing I know uh I'm the president. Wow. <laughs> so on top of doing all the kind of like those conventional ministry work and stuff at here at Nuwana, you've just been faithfully ministering to the children. Yeah, that yeah. moved on up. And so yeah. um, 
so 2011, uh-huh. I became the state um, WMU president uh-huh. and start and went to my first uh, national meeting, mm-hmm. uh, and that was again just. So, I mean, I've never been around more um, devoted, prayerful, Mm. caring, loving people on mission than Mm. with the WMU. I mean, when I would just go to the state meetings at Mm -hmm. Deanna Aoki's house Mm -hmm. um, or at Alice Newman's house, I just would come away feeling like I'd been to a revival or yeah, something. Yeah. Even though we it's were talking so about business, yeah. just just yeah. the way those ladies thought, the way they, mm. their attitudes and everything. Mm. And then, um, so I, I did that for five years. And then Gail um, succeeded me. And I'm so grateful that uh, yeah. she did that. She's such a good leader. And Man. so that's very helpful. So that was that's my WMU uh-huh. side. Oh, and then Leanna was had been our WMU pres- uh, director here at church for uh, probably for 20 years. <laughs> and she wow. said, I really need some help. Would you, I'll, I'll stay on as children in action mm-hmm. leader. Mm-hmm. And, and that includes me and Kalei Packer. Yeah. And then we have a whole bunch of ladies who work with the mission friends and Pauline Arkaki mm. directs them. Mm-hmm. And she said, will you take over f- the church part? You know the ch- church WMU director. Yeah, I said, oh, okay. Well, I found out that the church WMU director works ever so much harder than wow. what I was doing as state. You know, mm. State, you can kind of say, you do this and you mm. do that. You're kind of like right behind the front line. Yeah, yeah. Kind of facilitating uh, right. this, but yeah. then the ones in the local church are actually they're, right they're there in on the, the trenches. Front line. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, wow. uh, but then. So that's that strand, but uh-huh. then there's also the Sunday school strand mm. because I I stepped out of uh, teaching elementary Sunday school and came back later when uh, I was asked to do Young Married, mm. and that included um, I think Sam and Eileen were in that class, uh, um, Eileen and Greg Hara I oh, know nice. for sure yeah. were in that class yeah. and. Uh, and a lot of helping other, or as young no no married. they were young married that's right yeah <laughs> and uh there were at one point i think about 20 25 people in that class and um but then and i was very happy doing that uh-huh. but then that beth moore series came along oh, okay and so the pastor at that time wanted to do something just for the women uh-huh. and he wanted you know somebody to lead that so uh-huh. I, I started doing that so uh-huh. then I had a women's class uh-huh. and then Joyce Wong retired from HBA and moved to the mainland mm-hmm. and on the last day at, our, at the farewell party mm-hmm. here at church um, she walked up to me and she said Diane I thought I had my Sunday school class all taken care of because she'd been teaching the senior women for 20 years right and she said, but I just found out that the lady who was going to take the class, her husband's being transferred. Uh. Would you take my Sunday school class? And I, I know you're supposed to say, well, let me think about it. Let me pray about <laughs> it. But I just went, okay. And I, wow. I just did. Uh. And, uh, oh, boy, that's been the greatest blessing. Oh, praise the Lord to hear that. To yeah. know these. I've been doing this now 
23 years mm. I've had that class. And you're still doing this, right? Still doing That's it. Right. Yeah. Betty Kotani and I are the only ones. Oh, I miss Betty. <laughs> I miss seeing yeah, her. Yeah, I miss, yeah. miss to seeing her too. But we, She's I see my neighbor, you know. Oh, that's right. And, that's I, right. Yeah. and I see her every week on Zoom because you know, uh, our, yeah. our class is huge now. Well, not huge, but I mean, back to the same size mm-hmm. it used to mm-hmm. be, uh, even though some of our members cannot come, come at all. Yeah. But yeah. we've got several that come on Zoom. That's awesome. And then we have people from the mainland like Doris Sanders, Joyce Wong, um, and Darina Bankston, who yeah. are all former members of our church, who are joining us every Sunday morning Mm. at nine o'clock for Sunday school. Lovely. And so, you know, the pandemic pandemic has been horrible, but the doors it's opened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, through technology has been wonderful. Mm. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Listening to you share about your experiences kind of serving and then even, even just stepping into roles, it sounds like uh, the Lord has, kind of nurtured in you this sense of surrender you're talking about (laughs) earlier as a young lady just like you're you're having this conversation in your mind and you're trying to resist but your hands going up and you're like am i really doing this and and yet what i love is every time you decided to in faith um just submit and go for it um you seem to be more blessed after right and and you know because it'd be a different story if if you tell if you told me like you know i I decided to do this and then you just filled with this grief or bitterness or you know and so that i think that's a testimony to um what a great example it is to serve when you're serving in the spirit when you're when you're full of the spirit you know and this is for the kingdom of god it's not um, just out of reluctance or kind of like a, an identity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's something we're praying for right now in the life of our church, you know, um, that God would continue to raise up active exactly. members in our church that will, out of the overflow of what's been given to us in the gospel, surrender themselves, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and I love that your life, you know, from nine years old and as you just kind of keep going, there seems to be this real sweet surrender about you as you serve and um i mean yeah just even looking at you there's just joy there's light in your eyes and you're still serving and uh i just you know anyone listening i think that's just that's such a great gem to take you know an active church membership but serving uh with the strength and and the gifts the grace that god has given us that that's important an overflowing of our cup you know as long as we know that it's not dependent on us mm -hmm. or our abilities absolutely that um you know, we'd have to really give it all to the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I, and I think that that's, I love that you shared the human part of that. Cause that was, the, seemed like the wrestle, like what, I'm a young mother, I'm this, I have this. And, and there's, mm-hmm. you're, you're looking at your abilities and how, I don't see how this would work. Right. And yet that's not the deciding factor you chose, you know, yeah. um, there's a need or, and I can meet that and I'm going to just go for it. And I think and, with yeah. young women too, especially mothers, there's always that question of time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How am I going to make more time uh-huh, uh-huh. and fit this in, uh-huh, in addition uh-huh. to all those things? But somehow it all, <laughs> it all happens. You know, you you might have to be up late um, mm. the the more the night before Sunday school, mm. uh, getting that lesson ready. But um, you know, there's a, you always find the time. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Any young families listening to that, just that's a word. That's a word of wisdom right there. You're seeking first his kingdom and all these things are added. It right. Yeah, it's somehow right. God manages it out. Right. Yeah. Nobody can do it on their own. That's steam. right. That's right. And I love that you said 
when you recognize it's not about your ability and it's fun to like as you kind of just surrender and go out there and then you look back and you're like you, you think how did how, how how did this happen how did i quote me do that and you realize it wasn't it wasn't me <laughs> it's no longer i who live it's christ right and so thank you for embodying that and thank, thank you for your faithful faithfulness and just um keep on you know and uh well, in the midst of all of those years of ministry and serving and just, you know, really just living this Christian life, um, I'm sure there's been down points, um, tough moments, tough memories. Uh, do, do you have a kind of like a heart or just a, just a difficult memory to share or just, just a growing well, pain, perhaps? We could word it like that. There was a growing, a growing pain. pain that turned out to be fantastic. Mm. Um, I, one of the th- most things I'm most proud of is that I was I had the privilege of being on the the um, preschool committee back in the late eighties, uh-huh. and I had allowed myself to be on there because I really wanted to do something about, or, or I wanted the church to do something about you know the salaries. And what had happened was that when my first child when Catherine was at the preschool Mm -hmm. there were 50 kids in that room with two teachers I was just gonna ask how many teachers (laughs) I I used to be a preschool teacher you know yeah yeah Miss Kim and Mrs. Murashigi and and those days that was legal (laughs) that was legal that was the way it was done and honestly Mm. the the church really didn't have to put out a dime Mm. because that those parents were more than paying for the mm-hmm. running of the school. Mm-hmm. Well, then, because of huge changes in the law about how many aides you had to have, right. the sizes of class, right. all of that, suddenly we're moving from two staff to six or so. Right. And there were people who were saying, well, wait a minute. I don't know if the church can afford this. We're gonna, mm-hmm. The church is going to have to put money into this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know and it wasn't just uh, self self paying for right. anymore. Right. And so, um, so I happened to be on the preschool t- committee at that time, and that included Phyllis Kamada, Darlene Kaneshiro, Janice Nakamura, mm-hmm. who was I think a legal secretary in, at okay. that point, yeah. and um, and me. Mm. And we found out. Janice found out that even though she didn't have a degree in early childhood education, she could be a director of preschool. She just couldn't be a teacher, (laughs) which made no sense to me. (laughs) But So she volunteered to give up her job to become the director so we could keep the school going. Wow. And I just had such, I mean, I had heard from from John and from his mother, mm. from my sister-in-law, Judy, just how much that preschool had affected the life of their family. Praise the Lord. Immigrant family yeah. um, who allowed their oldest child, who didn't even speak English, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to come to preschool, mm-hmm. followed by the three, that was Judy, and then the three yeah. little brothers came. Yeah. And I thought, this ministry cannot fall apart here. Mm-hmm. We've got to mm-hmm. maintain it. And so I don't take any credit whatsoever mm. except being a cheerleader mm. but janice is the one who who really made that happen and right. um restructured it so that we met the the law and praise god 
And yeah. What a gift to the church. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's hard to believe that was 30 something um, years ago. <laughs> you know, she was our first episode on this podcast and she, um, she didn't mention much about that. And just, I think that's just shows her humility, right? It, she does. Yeah. She doesn't take any credit, yeah. but she's the one I, I'm going to tell that to yep, the world. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Give honor to where honors do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, so the difficult part. That was a difficult yeah. time. Yes. But um, out of that blessing. came a. A wonderful blessing. A, a wonderful blessing. And wow. I mean, honestly, a, a much better program. Uh, even uh, there were just too many children and too few. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm amazed at what those ladies mm-hmm. were able to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and they didn't have. Um, People were, were not delivering food or mm-hmm, anything. The mm-hmm. children all had their own little lunchbox, mm-hmm. and they had to supervise that. Yeah, for, yeah. yeah it was amazing. Uh, and Mrs. Murashigi is going to be having her hundred and something birthday. Oh my. 102, maybe. 103. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she's your neighbor. She lives right up in Lily really? Street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So. Oh, man. What, yeah. yeah, the longevity in our church is pretty outstanding. It man. is. I mean, that's... Is. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Maybe I know you want you want to live long. Join new one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, joking aside. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord for that, though. Yeah, I, I think um, administrative difficulties in the life of any church is 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 always stressful, mm-hmm. difficult. Um, we were just talking about that actually this past uh, midweek in Bible study. We're in Acts chapter six, and as the church grew, there was these administrative difficulties, right. and it it tapped into the the growing pains of people had to work on their attitudes there was a lot of sanctification going on during that time and it's really neat to see just the type of um, character God gives us as we walk through those Mm -hmm. difficult times Mm -hmm. and I I think your faithfulness just even being present and not just not just being a part of the church through all that but being a participant you know you you often mention you know uh, I'm I'm a cheerleader um, but I do think you were also a player. You were on the mm-hmm. field. You you were you were rooting, but you were putting your hands up like, what can I do? And I think that's why um, when God breaks through and bears fruit, there's just that joy you share with it, and it's so mm-hmm. evident. Yeah. And so praise the Lord for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a in in these years, I'm sure you've had some fun memories, silly memories. Just any <laughs> any stories you want to just kind of. Well, one of the great joys is watching all the little rascal boys uh, <laughs> who used to, you know, not be the most attentive Sunday school children, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, including my own, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, grow up to be young men such as yourself. Um. That's been a great blessing. And um, the other day at the... Uh, end of service I looked up at the at this praise band mm-hmm. right, going right across the stage there and uh, my daughter-in-law Melanie mm-hmm. you know sings and for that particular day her, uh, their daughter Corinna decided she mm. needed to be up there with mommy mm. not to sing but yep, just to just hold to her hand yeah. <laughs> but I looked and I went there's Trevor Tord yeah I taught him, I taught his wife, Wow! and I've taught their children in Mission Friends. Wow. And here's, you know, uh, Jason Ben. 
Wow. I was his Sunday school teacher. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was the HBA teacher for his uh-huh. children. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I've taught some of uh, his kids in, uh, you know, in the missions program. Uh-huh. And there's, of course, my husband, yeah. John. And you've taught him. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's taught me. But, uh-huh. uh, and then there was Karenna and, oh, and there was uh, Melanie. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, just um, representative of the beautiful family that oh, Johnny man. has. Catherine has a beautiful family. Yeah. Michael has a beautiful family. Yeah. And um, I'm just so... It was like a little tableau up oh there of, gosh. <laughs> of I, my I, life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sharing in that with you right now. I'm just like, that is such a beautiful moment. And like, what a gift from the Lord. It is. I it's, mean... It's all a gift. That is... Uh, I mean, to, to live to enjoy that mm. pleasure right there, I think, just praise the Lord. Yeah. That that makes... Yeah, oh, man, that's so that's so powerful because I, I, I think of all the grandparents that are probably perhaps in our in our gathering and to think that um, you know, even if they're listening now, uh, sometimes those are those blessings you can easily overlook and you just force, you don't see it. And, and for the spirit to come upon you in that moment to just kind of like open your eyes and be like, wow, like look at this rich history and heritage that I get to be a part of that I got to invest in. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I even wanted to ask too, just knowing that, you know, a lot of, I mean, much of your family, I mean, your 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 not just your, you and your husband, but your children, your children's children, uh, seeing them grow in the faith. I mean, your own son being a pastor at this church. I mean, what does that feel like? I mean, what is that? <laughs> that, that is uh, a, a, one of the greatest blessings of my life oh. to see what God has done with and through Johnny. Mm. Um, you know, because he made a profession of faith in vacation Bible school mm-hmm. here about 1990, I guess, mm-hmm. 1991. Mm-hmm. And, um, with all my children, when they made their profession of faith, I told them, now, the next step is baptism, but I don't want you to be baptized until you really understand what you're doing. Well done. Uh, yeah. Because I had seen too many, during my own growing up years and then during college, I'd seen too many people questioning was that real? Mm. Was my baptism real? Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I, I mean, to this I, day, I speak with people like that, <laughs> yeah. confused about their conversion. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I was really, um, I said, when you're really ready, you tell me and, and then we'll, we'll talk to the pastor. Mm. And so, um, Catherine was baptized by pastor Joe Sanders. Um, and that was very, he went around during, at the Sunday school right because he was getting ready to retire. Mm-hmm. And he told the children, I, it would be a great joy if oh. I could baptize you. And so Catherine talked to me. She said, I think I'm ready and I know what I'm doing. And I said, okay. And she was baptized uh, down there in the baptistry. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, Michael was baptized at the beach mm-hmm. by Mike Kahui, mm-hmm. who was our... Um, Youth, youth minister youth at that yep, time. Yep. And then Johnny's not coming to me saying, I want to get baptized. And I'm getting nervous. <laughs> well, he's taking his mother's word for it. And if you're not ready for this, yeah. don't do it. And yeah. then the Sunday before he left for college, without saying anything to me, wow. 
Rick Laser was a pastor at that time. The, the curtains open, and Rick says, John Hom wants to be baptized before he leaves for college next week. And I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> wow, what a joy. And so, you know, and it, but that was so real. And yes. so uh, he went off to college really wow. grounded and mm-hmm. um, and uh, to just watch how God is blessed and developed. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, he's only, I mean, he's been on pastoral staff for about a year now with us. And just for me getting to know him, even a little bit before that, I mean, what a, what a, what a gift, what a gift to me personally. Um, I love serving with him, just getting to know him as a friend. And uh, I, I really appreciate how you mothered them in the faith like that. Just not, not trying to impress or, or force uh a response on your children but just laying it out you know presenting christ and embodying it and then just telling them you know hey when you're ready um mm-hmm. you know respond you let me know and, or maybe not let me know <laughs> you just you just go up there and do <laughs> it and do it. and uh, right, i think no. that's a word for any you know myself I'm, I'm listening to this i'm learning from this as a young parent like as i pray for blue and, and baby on the way and just just praying praying over them and and their hearts um mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you know, if you're listening to this and, and perhaps maybe you're even you're on the child side of the boat, maybe you have gotten baptized or you and you've just done it out of respect for your parents or you felt like you needed to or forced or compelled to do it. Um, I mean, we we know that the scripture says that uh, when God calls us to faith, it, it it's not it's not a response to any person. We're not saved by our parents faith. We're not saved by um, the faith of our pastor um, it's our faith in Christ Jesus. He must become our confidence. And uh, perhaps there's confusion there um, and a lack of clarity. Um, and maybe even for some parents where we, we just want to see our children get in the water and, and or see our, our children respond. And, and it makes us feel a little bit more assured. But what, what we pray for is on that day, they're justified because of the grace and the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's, it's on his righteousness that they, they trusted and that needs to be genuine. That needs to be sincere. It needs to be, that needs to be their con- their profession of faith. And so we can't force these things. Right. Um, Jesus says in John three, the spirit is like the wind, you know. And and so what we can do as parents is pray, right. pray and model. Pray and pray. And pray let and me pray. just say one other yes, thing. Yes, please. Uh, about prayer. Mm. When I was, when my children were still young, in elementary school. Um, there was an HBA mother who told me that she prayed every day for the person that her son was going to marry someday. Wow. And that really made an impression on me. And so I, I told my husband, I said, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start praying for these nameless, faceless yep. people. Yep. And um, that God will, will match them with the right Wow. Person and so, uh, God really answered that prayer, mm. and oh, uh, God. you know well, you've met Melanie. I have. <laughs> She's right downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and Catherine has a wonderful husband, oh, and awesome. so does Mike. Has a wonderful wife, oh, and praise um, the Lord. Uh, you know, and his parents, we we look around and say, oh, that would be a good, you know, wow. they would probably get away. Yeah, you know, yeah. We should stay out of it. Don't have anything to That's do with word. that. That's a word. Word to the parents. <laughs> <laughs> Let God do it. Amen. Let, Let God, God do, do it. it. Let them, them lead them oh, together. And, 
That's a good so, word. Yeah. If if you're the uh, children-in-law listening, just know that you've been prayed over for a long time. <laughs> exactly. Amen. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good... I'm learning so much here. I'm loving <laughs> this. I'm loving this. Um, any uh, any specific life lesson, Gem? I know you've shared a lot, just indirectly maybe through your life, but if there was, if, if there's a maybe one more gem that you'd want to share uh with with the listener maybe perhaps it's you know you could be speaking to um a young member that we've we don't even know yet you know and they're listening to this right now uh, just a young believer or just someone what what would you want to share i would just say let the lord choose for you Mm. um he will reveal his will Mm. um when i graduated from college um, all I knew was that I wanted to get a master's degree because that would make me a more uh, marketable teacher. <laughs> and, um, and I had some wonderful professors who helped me get a teaching um, assistantship at mm. the University of Oklahoma so I could afford to get a master's degree. Mm. And then as I was ready to leave um, and had finished my degree, I sent out my resumes, and I'm a baby boomer, Mm -hmm. and we were we went to school without um, many teachers. There were all kinds of people teaching us Mm -hmm. who didn't even Mm -hmm. have a (laughs) certificate (laughs) because there were so many of us they couldn't keep up. So we we just had it pounded into our head: be a teacher, be a teacher. Uh. Well, so many people. um, I, I have eight good friends from college. Every one of us had a teaching degree. Wow. And of the eight of us, only two of us followed through. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, yeah, that, that one's a doctor, today, one's a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but, but at that point, when I, was ne- when I needed a job, hmm. I was getting all these rejections. Oh, thank you for your interest. This is who we've actually hired. I, I hated those kind yeah. of letters. <laughs> well, I don't need to know who you hired. Just right. thank you. Right. Uh, but, um, but if i had i just i had such a small vision mm. for what god had for my life as mm-hmm. far as i was concerned i was i had been applying to schools back in missouri where my parents were mm-hmm. living i was just going to go home get a job mm-hmm. i don't know that's yeah. about as far as i could see right and right. uh but then because of that problem with uh lack of opportunity on the mainland that's when yeah. Yeah, it all opened up. <laughs> right. And wow. the night before we flew out, my, my friend came with me uh, to, to Hawaii. And she was already teaching, and she was just coming along for the ride, the, the wow. ride to Hawaii. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she suffered. <laughs> but anyway, uh. that night before we flew out, my mother, oh, no, my, my, uh, I got a call from a big school district in St. Louis, very mm-hmm. wealthy school district. And I and they wanted me to interview. Yeah. And I said, "Uh, I've accepted a job already. I've signed the contract." And and I said, "Are you making me a a real offer right. or you just want me to come back and interview?" Right. Well, all we can do right now is interview. And uh-huh. I said, "Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to follow through yeah. and I'm so glad I got on that plane. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, let the because Lord choose. Because what the Lord had That's right. in store was so much bigger than what I Amen. could even imagine. Right. 
in my wildest dreams. Amen. I would have never imagined. It's so that that is so true. That's so true of the the Christian life, and so much of this is hindsight. We look back and it's just mind blown. You know, even I just in my in my short thirty three years of of existing, right? Like just. I would have not imagined myself to be here, sitting here across the table, <laughs> being interested and, and fired up by these things. No way. And so I love that, 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 word of, that word of wisdom. Let the Lord choose. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And uh, I love the passage you gave us, Matthew 6.33. I think you and your whole family have embodied that so well and continue to. Uh, you mind if I read that text? No, go ahead. On our way out. All right, here we go. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Amen. 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 This is uh, Diane Hom, faithful, active, awesome church member here at New Wanda Baptist Church. Thanks for listening in. We pray that you've been blessed and uh, have a good day. Enjoy the Lord. Amen.